Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I am certainly honored and delighted to be here with all of you on this episode number 161 of our podcast. BCU family, have you ever struggled with making the right decisions? Have you made some that have been unwise in your life? Maybe you have some people in your lives that are making unwise decisions? Yep, I know all about that. So let's have a conversation around that and see what the Word of God says. So please take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with some wisdom and instruction from the book of Proverbs. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, If you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, BCU family. So I'd like to just very briefly tell you where this train of thought came from today in this podcast. And I just happened to be talking to my best friend, Kenya, around foolish decisions. And at the heart of our conversation was a child. Now, least you all think, oh my goodness, that was so cruel. Let me tell you what the Bible says about children and foolishness. Now, Proverbs chapter 22, verse number 15 reminds us that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So the Lord already knows that there is foolishness uh, in the hearts of our children. It's there. And as parents, we need to be aware that they're not always going to make great decisions. We have to help to drive that as much as possible. We can't force our children to make good decisions. We can guide them. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And with the second part of the verse, the rod of correction driving it far from them, the rod can be several different methods. Now, the rod does not always mean that there is a spanking involved. It can mean that. It can also mean maybe a stern lecture, a taking away of certain privileges for an amount of time, maybe extra chores being given. So it's important for us to follow the leading of the Lord when it comes to 
what the rod should be so that God is glorified and that that child is indeed corrected. So if foolishness, BCU family, is bound in the heart of a child and we as parents have to help to drive that out with God's help, how much more so is it abounding in adults? And the book of Proverbs is chock full of just advice that the wise need to take in order to avoid the consequences of foolish decision making. And it really does behoove us to pay very close attention to what the word of God says. So not only should we be teaching these principles to our children, uh, to other people's children, Sunday school students, youths, uh, and, and anyone in that vernacular, we also have to pay attention to the Proverbs for ourselves as adults. Many times when we get to be a particular age, you know, I'm 18, I'm 21, I'm grown, that sort of thing. Uh, we have a tendency to think that we are not as teachable as a youngster is and nothing could be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, you, you need even more teaching uh, when you get to be of age in terms of legal age. And then also what I find is that those sometimes that have been walking in the Lord are walking in, walking with the Lord for a long period of time. Those that have uh, Jesus Christ down on the inside, uh, the Holy Ghost, we feel that, you know, if we've got a couple of years under our belts uh, that we don't need to know anything and that we uh, are immune, if you will, from making foolish decisions. And I'm here to tell you, BCU family, as a two decade plus vet, <laughs> if you will, um, of having Jesus down on the inside, I can tell you that I've had many, 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 <laughs> yeah, many uh, one unwise decisions that I have had to reap some consequences of uh, from not just listening to what the Lord said. And I thank God for uh, his patience with me in helping me to understand why it is so much better to do what the Lord says. So that being said, let's jump into some more scriptures and let's talk about what will really help us to not make foolish decisions. And let me say this, BCU family, there will probably be times in our lives where we do make decisions that are, are foolish or unwise, same thing. And we'll learn from that. It's the practice of making unwise decisions that gets us into trouble. So that's different. It's one thing to make a decision and you didn't think it all the way through. You didn't talk to the Lord about it and you learn from that and not continue to repeat it versus just going out on your own. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. So let's take a look at Proverbs chapter three to get started. A very familiar passage of scripture and we're going to go with verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And I want to stop right here at verse number five. So right here, BCU family, is it's so pivotal for us to get this down in our spirits. And many of us learn these scriptures early in our walk with Christ, or if you're raised in church, we know what it says. Do we do what it says? Are we actively trusting in the Lord with all of our heart and leaning not to our own understanding? And when you lean to your own understanding, you are leaning on to your flesh and the flesh is very tricky. 
And what I mean by that is that the flesh only wants to do what's comfortable. It only wants to do minimal effort. It wants to do what is going to bring immediate gratification, immediate results, something that is tangible that you can see. And it's usually just what is within your viewpoint so that, you know, however far you can see, uh, which is not very far at all, uh, that's what our own understanding will bring us. So if we think about this from a child's perspective, maybe when mom or dad says, don't touch the candy, you know, don't eat the chocolate. We're having dinner in 15 minutes. The Leaning on to your own understanding for a, a youngster would be, well, listen, I'm hungry now. 15 minutes is a long time from now. And and I just want to have this this right now. Uh, not knowing that, of course, it's going to spoil the dinner. Uh, maybe the chocolate, if they're allergic to it, I have one that's allergic to chocolate, will make you sick. It's that immediate gratification. It's I want it now that will get you to your own understanding where there's going to be some consequences on the other side of that. And I'm using something very simple like candy. It can be something else. It can be getting with someone that we're not supposed to be with, going someplace that we're not supposed to, uh, indulging in behaviors that can get us into trouble. Again, that temporal gratification looks good right now in front of you. The enemy will never tell you what's on the other side of that consequence. So we want to stay away from leaning to our own understanding with anything. And then verse number six backs that up by saying, acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. And what I love about this scripture, BCU family, is that God has set up this life so that we don't have to fail it. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. We really don't have to fail it because if we are asking the Lord what to do and which path to take, he's going to lead us to where it is that we need to go. And because he's perfect, his way is perfect because he can see past what I can see, that mile or two in front of me that I can see, he can see see past that. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow, the day after next year. He knows that my decision-making is going to it's going to affect my tomorrow or uh, the next day or the next year. So if I'm asking him what to do, that decision that I make is going to line up with what God says. And that's going to be guaranteed success. That's going to be guaranteed that I'm following exactly what it is that he said to do. And it's all going to be perfect and marvelous. Amen. So right there, BCU family, just those two scriptures alone will help us to stay out of the the consequences of uh, foolishness. Now, let's go a little bit further. Let's go further into the book of Proverbs and talk about what happens. And I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter three. We're going to stay in chapter three for a minute and go to verse number 35. So the wise shall inherit glory, but the shame, or I'm sorry, but shame shall be the promotion of of fools. I'm going to read that again. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. So in looking at that in the amplified version, that inheriting glory means that everything that is honorable and good, but shame is the highest 
rank conferred on self-confident fools. And there's actually a reference, BCU family, to Isaiah 32 and 6. I just love how God does things because the word of God is so true and it, it speaks to us, not just in the Proverbs, but how the Lord weaves things together. So I'm going to go to Isaiah 32 and 6, and I want to read this in your hearing and help you to get the picture of what happens uh, with fools. So again, Isaiah, let me get that for you all, 32 and 6. And I'm just pulling this up on my Bible here. Here we go. And this is in the Amplified Version. For the fool speaks folly and his mind plans iniquity, practicing profane ungodliness and speaking error concerning the Lord, leaving the craving of the hungry unsatisfied and causing the drink of the thirsty to fail. Now, BCU family, that is speaking volumes to me because foolish people, again, remember, they're going to be promoted to shamefulness. So their minds are so busy planning things that and, and practicing profane things that, that they don't even hear wisdom. They don't hear God at all. They don't retain God in their knowledge at all. And at some point, the shame is going to come, whether it is in this life or in the life to come. And it could be in both. So we don't want to uh, be shamed. We don't want to be promoted uh, for foolishness. Rather, we want to make wise decisions. So again, we want to acknowledge the Lord in all our ways so that he'll direct our path so that we don't have to come to that end of destruction. Now, I'd like to take you to Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 20. So let's take a look at that because uh, this spoke to me also resonated big time with me, BCU family. He that walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So we also have to think about who we are keeping company with. Mm-hmm. And I know that we apply this to our children and we should teach them these principles. Absolutely. We as adults, we want to be careful as well, because when you're walking with wise people, people who have the same mindset, I'm going to follow what God says. I want to stay out of trouble. Uh, sometimes if you're with wise people and you're thinking something, you know, that you may want to do and you run it by your group of wise friends, they're, gonna, they're going to tell you what the word of God says. They're going to give you good advice. Uh, the scriptures and Proverbs says that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. So we want counselors that are going to give us wise advice. Now, what happens is, is that uh, if we do not follow uh, that, if we decide that we want to uh, be with fools, what happens is, is that we can be destroyed. So a companion of fools shall be destroyed. And when you think of companion BCU family, these are friends. So who you're rolling with, who you're hanging with, who you're getting your advice from, who you uh, esteem why, uh, over other people, uh, who you esteem over the wise, uh, you can actually be destroyed. And not only do 
you need to let's let's let me put it this way. Not only will you be destroyed, okay, and and the scripture says shall be destroyed. Uh, a companion of fools. Think about it. You can be a wise person that's sitting on the fringes. And I, I can speak this, BCU family, because I can remember being uh, this kid, if you will, um, where I knew what to do and I praise God for it. But you know how you start to kind of look at the companion of fools there and you may want to join in or maybe just this one time you'll join into some of their folly. You know what I mean, BCU family? And sometimes we even do it as adults. And the scripture is warning us that a companion of fools, those that are friends with the fools, those that are hanging with the fools, those that decide to join the fools for just that one time or just those two times uh, will be destroyed. And we don't know what the level of destruction will be. It, it could be something that you come back from right away. It might be something that you come back from slowly. And in some cases, BCU family, we could not come back from that destruction at all. We don't know what is on the other side. And that's the thing with the enemy is that he will, again, allow you to see what looks good right in front of you. You just don't know what's on the other side. It's like, let's make a deal. I don't know if, if many of you all remember that show. Um, I remember the original. Uh -uh. <laughs> We're not going to go there. And I know that there's a revised version. But what happens is, is that you trade what you have for what's behind a particular door, door number one, two, or three, and you don't know what's behind those doors. Now, you may get something great. You might be okay. But uh, you may just get something that, that's called a zonk, if I'm not mistaken, something that's, that's of little or no value. So why trade the wisdom that God has given you, the instruction, uh, the understanding that God has given you, the advice that people have given you that is sound, uh, trusted and tried and true for what you might get behind another door that's not going to be good for you? So we have to think about that. And when we're in the companion of the wrong people, they will push you into doing the wrong thing. Amen. Amen. So we've talked about that. Uh, let's see. I think we've got time to get in maybe one more scripture and let's go into, oh, Proverbs 29 and 11. Let's go there, BCU family. So something else that happens uh, as far as foolishness is concerned uh, let me read this. A fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it in until afterward. Now, and looking at the scripture, I'm going to take the, the B side first. So a wise man keeps it in, a wise man keeps it in until afterward. Someone who is wise is going to consider what's being said, what's being done, the behaviors that led up to it, the actions behind the person. They're going to take what has irritated them because we do get irritated. We do get disappointed. We do get angry. We do get upset. They're going to take the time. The wise person is going to take the time to take that situation and that person to the Lord to get some insight and wisdom on how to deal with that situation 
even if it's a quick 911 prayer, you're going to do that and then respond in a way that God is glorified and that brings peace to the situation. Or at the very least, uh, your reaction reflects Christ. Now, whether or not the person receives what you say and does something else is one thing, your reaction is going to, again, glorify God. Versus the fool that is going to utter their entire mind. So a fool is going to react impulsively. A fool is going to just give that person a piece of their mind. They're going to lay this person out. You're not going to talk to me like this. You're not going to say things like this to me. You're this, you're that. All the things that are are in your heart and mind are going to come out. They're going to be vile things because a fool uh, is, is, mindless and they're full of pride and there's empty headedness there. So they're going to uh, just say what is on their mind without regard on how it's going to hurt that person's feelings, uh, where it is going to lead them, if it's going to rip them up uh, and not just what you say, not just what you say, it's your body language, your facial expressions, any kind of communication, whether it is electronic, meaning social media, uh, meaning text messaging, uh, some still send scathing emails, uh, email responses, and we can't forget our ever popular clapbacks. And on top of that, now there are very caustic memes that will get our point across without us having to do too much typing at all. So these are all examples, BCU family, of us allowing the enemy to use us to utter our whole mind. Again, if we're not doing things wisely and wisdom lines up with the spirit of God, then we're doing things foolishly and we are actually working for the enemy. And what we need to do with God's grace is to filter our responses, our reactions, our decisions, our thoughts, All of those things need to be filtered through the word of God and prayer so that we are making wise decisions. And our flesh will not always agree with what it is that God says, but in the long run, it is going to benefit us both in this life and in the life to come. Amen. Amen. So that time went by quickly. It is just about time for us to get things wrapped up. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about our content today. So if you're not already here, please head to blendcouragesyou.com. Head on down to the comment section and let's continue our conversation on wisdom versus foolishness. Well, BCU family, we have got to wrap things up here today. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We may do a part two on this. We'll see what the Lord says. But nonetheless, I thank you all for being here. And I'm looking forward to our next time together. And until then, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his faces shine upon you, and give you peace along with wisdom as you stay on the walk.